Kristen, I feel like you see the downside of not having powers of attorney. Do you want to uh, you want to yeah, you want to jump yeah. in and start us off on this one? Sure, absolutely. So Landon um, says that because I do a lot of the planning. So in the office, when somebody comes in and their loved ones in a nursing home, I'm the one that's really front lines there making sure everything's in good order. And believe it or not, it really puts a hindrance on the whole plan if the power of attorney that's already in place <sighs> is one isn't good enough. So um, most people we find focus on their wills because we wanna make sure after we pass away, things would go where we want them to. But a lot of people overlook how important power of attorney documents are. And there's various different powers of attorney that deal with different circumstances. But really the one that um, we recommend to update almost every single time somebody comes into our office is the financial power of attorney. And that's the document that says, if I become incapacitated and can't make financial decisions for myself, who's going to make those decisions for me? And what kind of decisions are they gonna be able to make for me? Our powers of attorney are about 20 pages long, Landon. Um, and, and I know that seems like a bit much, but we wanna make sure we're equipping you and your agents with every single tool that they may need to take care of you and protect your assets. So some of the specific provisions in those powers of attorney that rare, we rarely see from other attorneys is the power to make unlimited gifts and the powers to create and fund irrevocable trust. Now, most people will say, well, I'm looking at my power of attorney and it says that you, I can make gifts or my agent can make trust. Well, in Pennsylvania, if we're dealing with nursing home issues or long-term care, it has to actually say unlimited gifts and irrevocable trust. The reason those are important is, let's talk about the unlimited gifting. So if your spouse, let's say your spouse comes in, you're in a nursing home, you don't have, you have dementia, you don't have the ability to understand or implement any of your own asset protection. Your husband comes in and says, Kristen, I'm really worried. I don't want to lose my house and I don't, you know, I can't live without my spouse's income or assets. So I'm going to say, that's great. We can take care of that in our office. These are all sorts of strategies that we can implement, but I have to make sure as the power of attorney, you can do that. So if that husband's power of attorney, or I'm sorry, the wife that's in a nursing home, her power of attorney doesn't allow her husband to make unlimited gifts, we can't even get the house out of her name. Even if it's jointly owned, can't get it out of her name to protect the house from Medicaid or an estate recovery claim. That is about other assets as well. We're limited to any amount of gift of $15,000 or less, unless that power of attorney says, unlimited gifts. And that's a real struggle when we're trying to do a good job planning because what's the biggest asset most people want to protect? Their house. And we assume that if we're a joint owner with our spouse that we can just automatically do that. It's not true when we're dealing with nursing home and long-term care issues. Same thing when we're talking about trust. If your power of attorney just says trust, in Pennsylvania, they assume that just is a revocable trust. Now, Landon's going to talk more about trust, so I'm not going to step on his thunder there. But um, for long-term care planning, we have to be able to use an irrevocable trust. It's the only trust that gives long-term care and creditor protection in Pennsylvania. So the power of attorney really, I feel really passionate about it. I've had a couple um, new clients the last couple weeks 
where um, we're dealing with capacity issues. And it's even more difficult right now because we can't necessarily get into nursing homes to sign the documents even if the person in the nursing home has capacity. I know Landon just did a signing appointment for me a few weeks ago and they had to do it through a window of the nursing home and passing documents back and forth. And I would say that we were lucky that the nursing home actually allowed us to do that because most of them aren't allowing anything like that. So it's um, always, always, always check your powers of attorney. Um, we also do healthcare powers of attorneys, which deals with healthcare decisions. Um, living wills, which is the end of life document and talking about what your wishes are if you're terminal and there's no hope for recovery. We also do mental health powers of attorney, which most people have never heard of before they walked into our office. And while they certainly deal with mental health issues, we deal with it more because it allows for certain provisions dealing with dementia or some sort of cognitive um, impairment. So um, definitely if all you take from the presentation today is that you need to have your powers of attorney evaluated, I did a good job. <laughs> Everybody should do it. And we offer the free initial consultations. So there's no obligation to come in or send us your documents, everything Zoom right now or phone calls, but there's no obligation for us to look those over and say, hey, they're great, good job. Or hey, we really need to update these now because if there's a crisis down the road, um, then we might not have so many options. Um, we're limited. And I guess I should, before I hand it back over to Landon and Kyle, just mention, um, if there's an issue where you can, cannot update your power of attorney and it's not good enough, the only option at that point in time would to be pursue a legal, legal guardianship, um, which is an option, but it's a court process. So it's, um, it's costly. It's all public record and it takes a long time because we're really at, um, being held hostage by the court system. Even more time than normal right now with everything with COVID and um, navigating through that system. So, all right. I think yeah. I talked to you all for a few minutes here. <laughs> no, she's, she's passionate about that subject. And uh, so, but mentioning the guardianships, I share a passion for powers of attorney because of course, with guardianship being a uh, court proceeding, if Kristen's meeting with a client that is, you know, having a loved one go into a nursing home and we find out that they either don't have powers of attorney or maybe they do have powers of attorney and they got what they paid for and they don't have everything that's needed in them, then I have to come in and go to court. So yeah. don't make me do this. please don't make me do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm happy to do it if I have to, but um, it's a lot easier for me and, and you to, 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 just get the, the, the documents done right the first time um, because unlike wills I guess uh, for better or for worse depending on how your your family situation is unlike wills where the state has been kind enough to um, write one for you if you don't do it yourself there is yeah. no presumption of a power of attorney so you might think that if you're married you know your spouse can sign your checks and and do these things for you but um, that's not presumed even if you are married your wife or your husband is not able to act on your behalf in this way, um, with the exception of medical decisions. Now, a spouse can do that, but it's never a good idea to put a doctor in a situation where they're having to know the law or make a guess of what they should be doing without sort of sort of written direction. Because um, you know, first, I, I included healthcare decisions there as an exception, but uh, you know, that's buried into the statutory code and um you know i know that because of course that's that's what i do for a living but 
if you're dealing with a doctor in an emergency scenario, they may not know, oh yeah, this particular uh, statute section says that a spouse can make a decision, you know, if you're not able to. I wouldn't put my money on that. So yeah, yeah I, uh, <laughs> I certainly share a passion for that one. 